Hey guys, what's up? It's Vince Gabriel. Welcome to the FBU podcast. I'm talking to you today about where to find personal trainers to hire right now. Um, as a business coach, you know that I also own a gym. And so some of the struggles that you've had to find personal trainers to work with you, we struggled uh, with the same, uh, same problem. And we've been able to find some really good quality people uh, over the last uh, several months and year. And uh, in addition to, you know, looking at the mastermind members and what they're doing as well, I went out and uh, reached out to a few um, members that have had some really good hires lately and kind of interviewed them on what they were doing. So this will be like more of an instructive podcast to help give you some actionable things that you can do to start uh, finding personal trainers that are, you know, really good. And, and here's the thing. Why, why do we need this? Well, Let's first start before we, why we need this, let's start with the big problem. And COVID-19 obviously caused some very big initial problems for us, right? So we had to close our gyms down, you know, all kinds of members going on hold. There's all kinds of laws against us. Like we, I don't gotta revisit, you know, that. But the reality is what we're seeing now is what's called a second order consequence, right? And then second order consequence are things that happen down the road. And all these things need to be thought about ahead of time. But this is one of the big problems we're seeing. Here we are two and a half years into this pandemic. And now the problem is no longer, you know, government shutdowns and mask regulations and all these things. But the big problem we're seeing right now is this huge shift in the labor market and where people are going and people are you know uprooting and moving and people are you know deciding that they don't want to work anymore and they're deciding that they want to change careers and there's just been this massive disruption a massive disruption and a lot of us have been impacted by that um, i personally was impacted by that in my own gym where we you know had a a, um, a couple of our trainers uh, some of them you know, all at once, um, or at least two all at once, you know, decided that they, you know, were going to build a following online and went to go and become, you know, an online trainer. And so, you know, there's a lot of things out there that is potentially causing what would be really good long-term team members for you. Um, they're having other opportunities. Some people are deciding, you know, not to work anymore. Some people are deciding to change careers, as mentioned. But the reality is right now, it is just very, very challenging. It's one of the biggest problems that I'm working with our gym owners on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but there's good news and I have you know, some really great action. I think I have eight things for you today to unpack to help you with this problem. Um, but first, I think you gotta understand the importance of this. And here's the reality. Business is about three things getting clients keeping clients and building cash right and you guys know me that you know i talk about marketing all the time right and that's the getting uh getting clients unit right if, if you think about it uh that's the marketing and the sales that's the the messaging you're putting out that's your nurture system that's your conversion system all of those are designed to get people in the door right really really important um the second piece is is keeping clients and 
that's your retention, right? That's how you get people to stay for long periods of time. And the reality is, you know, we can talk about retention all day long. We can talk about your training system and we can talk about your facility and we can talk about your programming and we can spit out all we want about what we think drives retention. But I'm, I'm here to say that there is one factor that is the biggest factor that drives your retention. And that is the quality of the trainer that you're putting out on the floor. And not necessarily the most knowledgeable, but the quality of the trainer, both in interpersonal skills, both in technique on how they train, your business, your, the retention of your business will live and die with the quality of the people that you're putting out on the floor. And I'll argue this with any other expert out there to, to, to the death. Um, I'm not adamant on it, right? If you're put, if, if you're, if you if you got crappy trainers and you know, you got, you almost think like, you know, the, the big box gym, you know, trainer that just got a certification and they're making $14 an hour and they're starting to train Mrs. Jones and they have no idea what we're doing. Basically what I was when I first started, right? I wasn't worth a shit when I first started training. I was terrible. And eventually I got good, but I would never hire myself when I was back then right now, right? Because I want to put as quality of a person as I can. So your business will really live and die by the, the quality of people. So this is of utmost importance. And that's why this is such a huge threat. This is such a huge threat. It's a, Hey, we're finding marketing is getting almost easier right now, right? We, we, we have right now, we have, we put 36 people in our most recent challenge. We have another 15 people on trial right now. There's close to 15 new people training at our gym right now. We're not having a tough time marketing. We're getting people in the door. But the reality is it's very challenging for to, to find good quality people and good quality staff members. And it, it, since is this is, since this is such a huge threat to you and your business, it, you really have to take take action on this and, and pay attention to this. Because all of a sudden if you if you find yourself um, in a position where you got no good team members left, you, you're, you're going to be in, a, you're going to be in a tough spot. So here's number one, and this has nothing to do with actually, uh, hiring. Um, number one is keep who you got, right? As long as they're good. And I've often said this, um, if you, and I said this so many times through COVID-19, um, the mastermind members joke about it these days, but here's what I said during COVID. I said, if you end COVID-19 with a trainer or an employee that you didn't want before COVID-19 started, then you might as well get married to that person because you're going to be with them forever. And the reality was the COVID-19 was the perfect situation to part ways with underperforming staff members. Um, it was the biggest excuse on the planet. And if you still didn't have um, the ability to, to let somebody go in that situation, they're going to be with you forever, right? But the reality is if you have good staff members and if you have good team members, um, those are people that you want to invest in. Right now, I'm not saying you have to double their salary and do anything like crazy like that. But I think what you have to do is you have to look at those people and 
appreciate them a little more knowing that, hey, it's a little hard to find new people right now and you, they're already there and they have relationships with your clients and they have relationships with you and they you know, have spent a lot of time um, learning your systems and you've spent a lot of money. Um, and so maybe there's some little things you know, that you can do better as a leader to keep those people, right? Um, so that's, that's the first thing is, is, is retention on who you got. And, you know, tip of the cap to, you know, one of my buddies that owns a gym down in Houston, uh, Texas, Brent Gallagher. Um, I think he's the best in the industry at doing this. He's an unbelievable leader. He invests in his staff. He invests in his people all the time. And people stay for a really, really long time. Now, I do think there's a flip side of this, and I do think there are some people, and this is me being a business owner for, and owning a gym for 14 years, and there were some people that I thought were going to stay forever, right? There were some people that I were like, oh, I can't imagine my business without this person. This is like, and, and, and they've moved on. And the reality is not everyone is going to stay with you forever, and you do got to realize that. But hey, if we can get someone to stay with us two to three years longer um, through good leadership, through paying them fairly, um, then that's a really good benefit to your business, especially when it's so hard to find people right now. So that's the first thing. First thing in order to find new trainers is not lose the ones that you have pending that you want uh, to keep them. So start to think about and write a short list of what do I need to do better? Hey, that that you know that uh, that little hundred dollar bill that you slip to your one of your trainers that's going you know uh, it tells you that he's going out to dinner um, to take his his girlfriend out to dinner that weekend and that hundred dollar bill that you slip that person man that goes a really really long way those little gestures and those little things so again I'm not saying you need to give them the farm and if you're paying them 25 bucks an hour you got to pay them 50 to keep them you have to stay within what the right things are for your business. But there's also things that you can do as a leader to keep them. Okay, I believe that enough. So that's number one. All right, so now let's talk about where to find them. Now, what I wanna mention is this. This is like probably the most important point I'm gonna make. What, when you needed a trainer before, you did something like post an ad on Indeed that said, hey, we're hiring a personal trainer. We're giving them this much an hour, you know, uh, give us a call if you want to work for us. And all of a sudden you got like 50 resumes and you interviewed 10 people and you selected, you know, one of them to come train, right? And that's kind of how it went. And that's, that's no longer happening right now. And so here's the thing that you got to remember. You will need to do more and give more effort than ever before in hiring. You'll just need to work harder and find different ways and do different things. And I'm going to give you a bunch of them today, but you just have to understand that you're going to need to give a little more to get probably less results than what you got before. That's just, I think that's the landscape of the market. That's how marketing was during COVID-19 when, 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 in, when March of 2020, Try, try marketing your business. It wasn't happening. Now, I wasn't telling people to stop, right? 
but I was saying you're going to need to do more than you've ever done and get lesser results. And that's just sometimes that's just the way it is. That's just the time period. And that's kind of how it is um, in hiring right now. So the first thing is if you are going to post on Indeed, which I think you should, and I think there are other um, ones to look at. Um, we've had success with LinkedIn. Our last trainer, Chris, um, that, that we just hired at GFP, he came through us through an ad that we posted uh, on, on LinkedIn. Uh, there's another one that we've experimented uh, with minimal success uh, called Jazz HR. It's a little more of an investment. But I do think that you can no longer rely on one job posting. You're going to have to probably spread it across more. And there, there's a bunch of them. There's ZipRecruiter. There's, and again, none of them are that great. But what you really need to do is you, you need to be able to have that strategy as one of the one of the you know um, the irons in the fire to try and find these people okay now with that there's something that you need to do specifically better right and before as I said what did you do you um, you, you said you know a personal trainer hire whatever job you know Ed you know 25 30 bucks an hour blah 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 benefits whatever and what needs to be done better, and this is where my marketing mind comes in, what needs to be better is to sell the job. You essentially need to become a marketer. That's, that's essentially what you need to do. As I'm training you and teaching you on all these different podcasts and through my search program and through the MMIC and all the things I'm doing to help you become a better marketer to get new clients, you also need to become a better marketer to get new staff members. And that includes what does your job ad say? And when they read your job ad, is there this emotional connection and this emotional trigger that they get and say to themselves, this is, this is a place I want to work. This is a place that I want. And, and you're not going to do that through just, you know, writing the features of the job. You're going to do that through selling the job, through talking about the impact that you're trying to make in the industry, in the world, whatever it may be. So what you need is you need better ads and you need to put some emotion behind it. You probably need to make it from you, create some personality uh, in the ad. So it's almost like a little bit of a conversation and um, you'll have much better success when you're putting these kinds of ads up versus the generic ones. You almost think of Whatever, you know, Lifetime Fitness or Planet Fitness and all these other they're hiring trainers that probably are very corporate, whatever they're doing, you want to try and do the opposite. Okay. So it's in terms of the job ads, it, it, it's, it's obviously using Indeed, Jazz HR, LinkedIn, right? Um, it's using them and probably using multiple, but when you use them, you got to use them better. And through better copy and honestly, too, probably you got to start paying them a little more money, right? So if your starting salary used to be X, maybe your starting salary needs to be Y to be able to attract um, a, a higher quality of person. Maybe you need to layer on some more benefits, right? Maybe you want to do the 3% match. Maybe you give them a credit with health insurance and stuff. And obviously that stuff costs you more money, but hey, if we're looking to get higher quality people, we might need to step up our game a little bit, okay? 
so that's, um, that's the first method. So the first one was keep who you got. The second one was use the job ads um, and do it a little bit more strategically. Um, number three is uh, colleges and internships. And one of the things, we, we were sitting in the, in the um, CEO mastermind meeting at the cabin in um, Montana. And we're sitting around and we're talking about this. And this is the stuff we talk about at CEO. Like, how do we find people? How do we get interns and, and all of that? And the idea came um, of, you know, connecting with all the different colleges in, in the area. And one of the things I, uh, I gave uh, Devin Gage, who's got uh, one of the best gyms in Pennsylvania, um, maybe the country, I gave him the idea to go and create a field trip where he would reach out to college um, internship coordinators right, at, the, at all the local colleges, and he would propose to bring uh, their class every year to a field trip. So like the exercise science department would come and the exercise science teacher would take the, the class to a field trip to go see Gage uh, strength training. And I, the idea was just an idea, right? I had never done it before. I just thought of the idea in the meeting. And then Devin went and did it and scheduled it and got uh, the advisor to agree to it. So what you also need to do is, you know, colleges and internships are, are huge. So you need to go to all of the surrounding colleges, all of the surrounding colleges, and you need to create relationships with the, the people that, you know, are giving out these internships. I mean, you know, these kids are, are majoring in exercise science. They want a job they need a job they have a background in what you're doing already so there are less people to teach and i know that this is obviously like oh yeah you know duh we do that anyway but do you do you right do you really do this and i i really don't think most people do do you have a rolodex <laughs> and, and whenever i say rolodex i kind of laugh but uh, a rolodex was an old school little thing you used to put on your desk that was like business cards that had the phone numbers of all the advisors, but do you have a list of all the internship coordinators of all the local colleges? And do you know them by name? Do they know you by name? Uh, do you call them every semester and ask them, you know, they, do they have any good internships? Do they have any people? Do you want me to come speak to your class and all that? Um, so, so really when I, I talk about marketing all the time, I talk about lists, but one of the most important lists you should have is a list of every college internship coordinator at the colleges in your surrounding towns. And once you get the list, then the job is to create the relationship with those people. I mean, almost, almost every staff member I got from Gabriel Fitness over the years where it was for me going and creating relationships with Rutgers, with TCNJ, with William Patterson, these are all New Jersey uh, colleges. And I knew these people well, and they brought me in and I spoke to their classes right? This is stuff that you got to be doing. And, you know, I know it takes a little bit more work. I know it takes a little more effort. But, hey, as we said in the very beginning of the podcast, this is the most important part of your business. This is this is this decision, these decisions and this effort that I'm telling you today is the thing that's going to drive the retention side of your business. So it's worth the time and it's worth the effort. So, Go out and make a list. And, and, and maybe what you need to do is um, hire someone 
you know, get your get your mom to do it. I don't know. That's a great mom. Yeah, I, whenever I have any like go for work to do, I always say, "Hey, mom, can you help me out with this?" I still do it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a grown man, and my mom still helps me out once in a while, right? But go ahead and, and have her look up all of the internship advisors and get their phone number, get their address, and blah blah blah. You got to know these people, and then what you got to know is you got to know the cadence of when they're doing internships, of when people are selecting internships. And again, I'm probably not telling you stuff that you don't know. But the reality is I told you that it's gonna take a little bit more work to get this better. Maybe you got interns before, you know, randomly. And just like they would show up and all of a sudden, you know? And, and here's the thing, I, the guys like Mike Boyle, he has like more interns than he can handle all day long. But last time I checked, you know, you're not Mike Boyle. I'm not Mike Boyle, right? Mike Boyle has spent 40 years creating that relationships and doing the things that I'm telling you to do right now. And now it becomes easy. But I think a lot of you stop early. A lot of you do it for like a couple months and like, oh, that person didn't call me back. Or that person didn't... No, like tenacity. You got to have tenacity with this stuff, right? Keep going, keep going. It took me, I can't remember. It probably took me five years to finally make a good connection with the person at Rutgers. Rutgers is like the big college at New Jersey. It took me a long time and I tried and I tried and I tried and she didn't call me back and she didn't like and then after a while um, she just saw that I was tenacious and I kept coming I kept coming I kept coming and then I got a meeting with her face to face and for years I spoke at her classes for years and we had a lot of our, our staff members from Rutgers so you got to do this. You got to do this well, and you got to do this better. If you want, if we want to find this is, and again, linking back to how important this is. Okay. Um, next, the next one is um, talking to your current staff and asking your current staff members, team members, to find someone for you. Okay. So I will say the. This is probably the one that we've utilized the most in the last two years since COVID started. And our head trainer, Anthony, right now, came in um, on a referral from our general manager, Tom Leonardis, who um, used to work with Anthony at a, at, a, at a different gym. They used to work together. And because of the pandemic, Anthony you know, had gotten laid off and he was looking for the for a job and and then we connected with them and then anthony recommended one of his friends that was looking for a trainer job a guy named eric and we hired eric and he's a phenomenal coach right now and doing a great job and the um the, our, our latest hire a girl named kaylana who's, who's doing an unbelievable job as well she was uh, I, I worked out at the same powerlifting gym as one of our other trainers frankie and so what we did was we really pushed these people and say, hey, we need, we want to find good staff members like you. Who do you know? Who do you know? And we put the pressure on them, right? And, and probably what you want to do is you want to give them a bonus and give them a bonus and something where you, you pay them, give them some cash to uh, refer you people, right? Because it, usually if your own staff members are going to recommend somebody, um, to come, hopefully they're going to be good quality people. I know I've seen that 
um, in the last you know three hires we've had uh, over at at GFP. So that's a really big one. Is start to really grow. And I would sit down one on one with each staff member, and I would just look them in the eyes and just say, "Here's the deal: we want to find good quality people, and it's hard as heck to find them. Indeed's dry. Everything's great. It's really hard. And what I want you to do is I want you to think really deeply." on every relationship you have in the fitness industry, on every person that you think would want to work here, that would be a good fit, that would live our core values. And I want you to go home and I want you to just spend, you know, 30, 40 minutes thinking about it, right? Put that on them, put that on them and then bring them up at, the, at every meeting you've got. Talk about this, anyone, anyone come up with anybody? What do you got, what do you got, what do you got, right? And follow up with them and push them on it and then reward them if they bring someone in. I mean, this is something that um, I learned from Dave Ramsey years and years and years ago. I mean, he, this is something he's been doing for years, right? Because, hey, just like you get good clients that come on referrals, your referred clients um, uh, are the best clients. Your, your referred staff members are probably the best, okay? So referrals from your current team members. Um, the next one is looking at... Now, I, the caveat to this one is I've never personally done this, but I do know like my buddy Frank Nash up in Massachusetts, he does this a lot. There's a lot of great staff members that do this. So this has to be for your type of model, but is to find current members that have really benefited and their lives have been transformed from training at your gym and they're into fitness and they live your values and turn them into trainers. So essentially, looking at your current membership and selecting i think it's important that you hand select these people and don't i i don't know if i would put it out there and say hey anyone want to be a trainer um uh, and, and do it like that i would look at the people that you think would fit the mold and approach them okay so um and, and one cool thing you could do is create some kind of an apprenticeship program which we've done before um, an apprenticeship program, which is like a three-month training program to help them learn how to become a trainer because maybe your members don't have any background, right? They don't have any background or any degree in exercise science or anything like that, um, and, and they need some time, and they maybe take, take a certification at the same time or something. But there's probably people that are great in great shape, and they love fitness, and their lives have been transformed by you, and they, 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 they've been drinking the Kool-Aid for eight years and now they want to return the favor. I guarantee you there's people in there, right? But you just got to sit down and you got to think about who it would be and then approach them with some kind of a, a process. There's another one. Um, six uh, is, I think the six or seven, I'm not sure, um, is looking using your newsletter list. Right, so your email newsletter list and even using social media and basically telling your list and social media that you're hiring. Right, uh, one of my mentors, you know, Paul Goff, I see you know, him taking it to his hiring to the next level. I mean, he's got like 10 companies and he's always hiring, right? But now I see him, he's posting on his social media that he's hiring a new marketing assistant, he's hiring to do this. And it's like, as I said before, um, I never had to do that before. But in order to find good staff members, you're gonna to need to do more than you've ever done before. And so posting on social media about hiring and emailing your list about hiring um, is, is, is another layer. It's, it's, a, it's another iron in the fire, as I talked about, 
to help you get to um, uh, to get to the amount of qualified candidates that you need and knowing that the worst number when you're hiring is one. Can't stress that enough. Even if you only find one, my advice is not to make the decision if you only have one. Because it's, it's, you're just putting yourself in, in a hole, um, even if they're the perfect person. When we find a perfect person and we only have one, I was like, I ain't hiring that person until you go find me three more. And I don't care what you need to do to go get, make it happen, go do it. And I need some comparison. Right, so emailing your newsletter list um, and posting on social media, talking about you know, that you're hiring a, a, a trainer. Um, they, hey, you never know. There's, there may be someone on your newsletter list that you don't even know that's got a kid that just graduated with an exercise science degree that you would you know, want to interview. So um, that's, a, that's another layer of something that you can do. Um, number seven is uh, recruiting recruiting. Now, um, there's a couple forms of recruiting. There is recruiting in terms of you um, are going to the local coffee shop and you're going to the local salon and all of a sudden you meet someone that uh, you think would be a great trainer. Well, get their number and you could recruit them and train them to um, become a great trainer. This is a little bit of a longer process. So if you need someone to start working tomorrow, this is probably not it. If they're gonna go from being a barista to a personal trainer, then you know that just you have to understand that that process will take some time in terms of the tech, technical skills that they need to know. But when you meet someone that's got incredible people skills and they got a good energy and a positive vibe and they vibrate at a high level, man, that's probably someone that you'd want to consider. So, so one is recruiting mode. Um, the other is recruiting mode um, for other gyms, right? Now, I'm not like talking about you going to the CrossFit down the street and, and stabbing their best employee uh, or stealing their best, not stabbing, uh, stealing their best employee um, or, or anything like that. But hell, um, hey, I don't know the owner of Lifetime Fitness. I don't know the owner of Planet Fitness. I don't know, like, right? And those are huge, huge companies, right? And to me, um, I believe that that's, you know, open game. And those people, if they're looking for a better opportunity and they, they want to get out of the, the rat race of the big, you know, corporate model and they want to go work for a smaller mom and pop and you can provide that. Now, now know that it can work both ways. And I do know it is working both ways because one of uh, the members of Mastermind has gotten recently two trainers poached by um, a, a big, big local corporate uh, fitness business, right? So, so they're doing it, right? They're taking it from uh, small guys like us. So it's, it, it, maybe we need to fight back and be on recruiting mode. And I will tell you, one of our best trainers we got, that's how we got him. The person came in and we were hiring her for a general manager job. It was clear that she wasn't a fit, and um, she kept talking about this person that she worked with, and I said, hey, that person that you work with sounds kind of cool. Would you introduce me to them? And she introduced me to her, and then we, and we hired her. Like, it, was, it was a really cool thing. So technically, we, we stole her like, from a gym that was like a half hour away or something like that. But you know, in reality, you gotta be in recruitment mode, right? You gotta be in recruitment mode. You gotta go find people that maybe they want something better. And, you know, 
to a point, maybe you're saving them. Maybe they're just totally, you know, you know, cooked in their job and they just want a new, um, new energy and a new, um, a new way of life that, that you can provide for them. They want to be part of something that's better and more important. Um, and, and you can provide them. So go out and, and recruit. So go to the go to the local big box gyms and find trainers and ask other people in the area, you know, what trainers they know that are in the area and, and go out and, and, and find them. Go out and find them. Um, the, the last point, and this isn't more of a, um, a strategy here, but I think that you always got to be hiring. There shouldn't be this process where you're like, all right, we need a trainer, so we got to go find a trainer. Like you should always be, and that's why they, that's why I like the internships so much because internships you get the free test drive for them, and when you get enough internships, um, then they're, then they're there, and you have your 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 pick of, of who you want to to bring in. So you always got to be um, you always got to be uh, focused on making sure that those people are um, are, are coming in uh, through the door, and um, so always be hiring. Always be hiring, always be hiring, always be um, trying to find great quality people even when you don't need them. So, um, and, and the last point is this. So hopefully this was helpful. I know I've been going on and on, okay? But the last point is this. Um, what needs to be true about your gym to get people to want to work for you? What needs to be true about your gym to get people to want to work for you. And so think about it. Think about walking into your gym, right? What's it like? What's the energy like? What's the, what's the current staff like? What's the, the temperature on the, on, on the clients and how do the clients feel when they're there and how do the other staff members feel when they're there, right? Is it a place people want to work? Is it a place people are attracted to work? And if they're not, and if it is not, then you're not going to find great quality people. So the question is, who do you need to become? Who do you need to become as a leader? Who do you need to become as a business to be able to attract some people knowing that it's harder than ever? It's harder than ever to find these quality people for all the reasons that I stated earlier in this podcast. But what needs to be true? What do you need to step up? Where do you need to step up your game? Yeah, you got to step up your game with these tactics that I talked about. You got to step up your game with how you write your ads. You got to step up your game with your internship program. You got to step up your game with talking to your staff. You got to step up your game with always be hiring. But where else do you need to step up your game in your business? To be able to be like, man, that place is, I keep hearing about that place. That place is great. I mean, if you, the, the example I always give is, is my buddy Ari Weinswig that owns Zingerman's Deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The place is just like electric. And it's just an attractive place. And they have no problem finding people right now, right? Because of the reputation they have, because of the energy they have. Um, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on over there. And so that's the last question is, is how do you need to run your business better? to be able to attract the people that um, you need. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, I know it went long. I did write a book on hiring that is 
um, very, very relevant today in terms of a process you should go. I created a method called the 364 method. I still believe that you should follow that process, even with the changes um, today. If you would like a copy of that book, you can just send an email to hello at vincegabriel.com. Send an email to hello at vincegabriel.com and tell them that you want a copy of the hiring book. Just put hiring book in the subject and that you listen to the podcast. Um, and we will send one out to you, either uh, digital or uh, physical, whatever one uh, you want. So that's my gift uh, to you for giving me this th these 30 plus uh, minutes to listen to this uh, podcast and hopefully there is some actionable things that you can take away with um, but the struggle is real keep your head up keep moving forward and uh, I will see you on the other side peace